Hi, welcome back to Williams at This Podcast. I'm your host, Lara Ziobro. This week, I'm joined again by Kat O'Leary. Kat joined us last season, talked a little bit about uh, Matt's season. She's back to talk about this very strange half episode that we got this week. Um, and if you didn't get a chance to catch Kat last season on here, um, Kat does a little of everything. Kat's super fun if you don't follow her already. You're just Kat O'Leary on Instagram, right? Yeah, I am. Yep, just Kat O'Leary. Nice and easy. Yeah. Just Kat O'Leary, I thought so. Yeah, um, Kat's always doing something fun. She's doing different projects, and I love following Kat because she's so creative. She's always doing a fun project, and I don't know, she's just a lot of fun. If you don't follow her, check her out. Uh, thanks for joining this week to chat through the episode, Kat. Thank you for having me. I'm actually really excited to be back for this episode in particular because um, as we were chatting about briefly before we started recording, uh, this episode was kind of interesting. There was a lot of drama happening. Yeah, it's been an interesting season. I think I really like the group of guys, but at the same time, there's like a lot of drama with them, which is not usually so strong at this point in time. Usually there might be like an outlier of like a few guys, but for it to be so much like in general among the guys is kind of unusual. Yeah, there was like some, and it was it was interesting because there's like a lot of there, it seems to, seems like there is a core group that's like really kind of bonded and and then there there's like you know obviously thomas is kind of the odd man out among everyone um all of the men um but yeah it was really interesting and and i don't know when the last time i saw an episode of the bachelorette was i'm not sure maybe this is my first one i ever watched um but yeah, I was kind of surprised by the dynamic between the group of guys. They're like super protective of her, which I think they think is like this great quality, but it's also like she's a smart, independent woman. She like, it's like, let her learn for herself. Like they shouldn't be trying to tell her everything. Like I liked Andrew S in this episode because he was just kind of like, you yeah. know, just, just let it go. Like he just was not I, having it. And I'm, I was like, I'm with you, Andrew S because completely I'm right there with you and with Andrew S. Like I, I was taking notes while I was um, watching. I was like, yeah, I agree with him on trusting Katie and not getting sucked into the drama. Like I was honestly kind of surprised that, um, that Katie really went for, what Trey was saying. Um, and I liked him going into that conversation, but I just was like, I don't think he's playing this the right way. It doesn't really make sense to me. So, no. um, yeah, I just feel like this is a smart woman. It, you know, and they, they were talking about it, like they were trying to, you know, just make sure that this guy didn't manipulate her, but the way it came off was just super, um, kind of like patronizing and like, they just didn't trust her to like be an adult woman and, and pick up on this stuff herself. Um, it's very kind of white knight like yeah. behavior, but not, yeah, I don't know. It just didn't sit well with me. And I was surprised that she wasn't really put off by it. Yeah, I agree. And, but part of me also feels like she really liked Thomas. So I don't know if she would have picked up on it yet, but I feel like she would have eventually. Yeah. So I'm, so I think, um, so I think one of the things that I wanted to ask you about, so I did not have a chance to watch episodes one through three, and even just based mm -hmm. on, you know, the they do like the little recap at the beginning of the show, um, what they showed uh, of the clip of, you know, Thomas talking about wanting to be The Bachelor or, you know, kind of having that in the back of his mind as a possibility mm -hmm. from going on the show. I got to say, it didn't really seem that bad to me. Um, from s some of the other things the guys were saying, it sounds like there's more to the story than what they were able to fit into that sort of like intro um, montage of clips. But I was interested in hearing mm -hmm. more about like, like, is he like, did he come off that way? Like, so I guess taking a step back, like as someone who's not as familiar with the show, obviously, as you are, um, and probably as many of your listeners are, um, to my mind, I was kind of like, well, isn't he just, isn't that sort of just honest like isn't he just the one who's the only one who's admitting i mean because any one of these men has to know you're coming on the show and even if your primary goal is to find love you know you kind of have to know there are a couple of things that can also happen you know one you might meet the bachelorette and you don't have chemistry or you don't have the right kind of connection with her that's going to turn into you know a real relationship 
or you're going to feel that connection and she's not going to feel mm-hmm. it and you're going to get sent home. So to my mind, it's kind of like, I don't know, of course you would entertain the possibility that if you're going on this show, best case scenario, you end up with the bachelorette at the end of the season, but it's kind of like, an, it's a numbers game to enough of a degree where it seems sort of logical to think like, all right, well, my backup plan might be to be on a future season and meet someone that way. So I don't know. I kind of was like, I don't, to me as like a casual viewer, this doesn't seem that bad. But to all of the men, and especially to Katie, it seemed like this is like a huge betrayal. So I think it's funny. So Nick Vial, who was the Bachelor lead and was on like, I don't know, three seasons of the show. Um, he mm-hmm. commented similarly was like, you know, they're, they're going like in so hard against him. And sure, he's the one owning up to this. But he was like, you could count... Oh, yeah like so many other guys in the room that we just don't know but have similar aspirations like I think a lot of the guys go on the show and they're like you know whether like they know that they're going to get the added exposure and they're like you know and like who knows maybe they would pick me as the lead and like when they do that it's like big dollar signs like you get like paid to be the lead and you get all of these additional right. sponsorship opportunities and it just kind of snowballs from there so I mean I think it's fair that a lot of the guys in the room probably have wouldn't mind that layer of it but I think he just yeah. had a like a it was like a level up and like he like his yeah. defense and I don't know I'm not clear 100% like if he said something that triggered all of this I mean she made comments too where she's like you know are they doing this in part because they see him as a threat because they you know because she did have like very strong chemistry and was very into him yeah. so I think she probably if this hadn't become such a thing again this this episode I think he would have been there next week if not several more weeks I think she would have ultimately picked up on it because quite frankly he just had he's like a schmoozer like he he seemed like mm-hmm. he liked her okay and like he was playing the game too much uh. so like last week this okay. came up and then he was just like I'm here for you and like I you know yes I came in not sure about the other pieces you know and kind of waiting to see what I would think about you as the lead um, but you know now that now that I've met you my mind is totally changed and I'm here for you and I thought he was going to legit just say he loved her at that point because he was so desperate to convince her and he's not a good actor yeah so I just he yeah. just seemed Ugh. like he was trying too hard to overcompensate so do I think he's the only one absolutely not do I think he's like an no, easy one to be like, like he is not he is like least genuine in the room yes so I think like let's get him out. that makes total sense yeah that's super is helpful. he someone that we are definitely going to see on bachelor in paradise yes <laughs> I just I I don't know I thought that's why I thought Nick's opinion was very interesting because you know it's it is mm-hmm. true and like having him having sat in the room with other guys on the show and like kind of getting that vibe from other people it was just interesting for him to say that because I mean it is a fair assumption I also thought it was interesting I read in some articles where they were saying like these guys should like by virtue of this being such a focus of the season like obviously the guy, there's more footage than you know is being aired so what the guys are experiencing in the house is obviously very different than what we're seeing as viewers but this being such a focus at least of what we're seeing means it was such a focus as well I think you know in the taping and that just kind of if this is such a topic of discussion like with the lead and like with all the different people on the show like all these people should not be concerned about her not knowing and two, about him ever being The Bachelor, because if they've made this a focus for the show, he's absolutely not going to be The Bachelor. And, I mean, he's not going to be The Bachelor because he went home the fourth fourth, fourth week. It's not really the fourth week because, you know, we've already talked about how this is kind of a half episode. So we'll call it the fourth episode. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, he made, you know, made it, like, not very far in the season. So there's not enough of a story to him except for the fact that he wants to be the bachelor so they can't like build a season around him so it's just kind of like by thomas but um it was it was interesting to see the guys obsess about this so much you know it's just it's not a good start to build Um, a relationship with someone no it's a weird vibe and i i also kind of was thinking about well, if they're ganging up on this one guy this way, what's going to happen to their relationships with each other that seem relatively strong right now if, like, one of them starts, like, pulling ahead now that this Thomas guy is out of the way? Um, you know, are they all going to do the same thing to, like, each of... and like And try to sabotage each other? Or, like, how are they... 
how are they going to manage this going forward? Because like, this is not the last time that, you know, they're going to be able to be suspicious of someone's intentions or, you know, find reasons that, oh, we need to warn Katie about this guy now. Um, so I don't know. And like, it, it, it was interesting. Um, but I was, I was pretty surprised, like just to see kind of how all the, all the guys bonded. Um, and it's also just very weird to see a group of men, um, or in the case of The Bachelor, a group of women just sitting around, everyone's chatting about this same person that they are all dating simultaneously. It's just like such a weird situation that would only arise, I guess, on The Bachelor or The Bachelorette. It's interesting because they do seem to be kind of tighter knit than some of the other seasons on the show. And obviously last season was kind of weird talking about this being like a half episode. Like last season was kind of a half season because we had the two bachelorettes splitting the season. So, you know, we're obviously getting more time with one group of guys. But they, you know, compared to other like prior full seasons, they just seem to be interacting better with each other. And I think, well, we'll get to it in a second what happens with Thomas. But I think that that dynamic will potentially improve, although we also have a wrench thrown in this week uh, as well that will change that dynamic a little bit but we basically this week have one date that's like it for the week which is weird so like usually there's like usually there's two group dates and then there's like a one-on-one date but since this is a half week (laughs) so we had one group date this week um and they called it truth or dare which is a dumb name for it because if anyone clearly ever played truth (laughs) or dare this is not, this is not it. Like, they're, 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 they did not ask the two guys, like, they did not go up to the guys and say truth or dare. Like, they did not give them any choice. It was just a bunch of random things. And, you know, as The Bachelor and Bachelorette like to do, it's like, you know, if you're committed to the lead and you're interested in her enough, then you're going to, you know, jump through the hoops to do the things. So that was like, it was the same thing with just a name that made no sense. Um, but unlike last season where they were eating, you know, had, had the guys, like, eat all those gross things and... You know, they, they did the peppers, I think, too. Um, but the gross things, instead it was, like, eating, like, gluttonous things, which I was a little bit more okay with, I have to admit. I really just wanted a plate of Twinkies myself. Same. I don't know what that says about me. <laughs> yeah. But I was like, that looks amazing. But I love, they did do a really good job of taking a lot of the guys that were very, like, into, like, their fitness and making them, like, eat things that they knew was going to make them extremely uncomfortable. I, I have to admit, I found that kind of satisfying. Yeah, no, totally. Yeah, I don't even know what you call that, though. Because so we, um, so when I was in business school, we had um, a kind of a similar event that was like a very gentle, like hazing is not is like way too strong a word for it. But like, we had this like, fun daytime event that we advertised as a scavenger hunt for the first year students. But it was really like kind of very similar to what the guys had to do on this episode. Um, So like it wasn't like truth or dare isn't accurate. Scavenger hunt isn't accurate. It's like kind of like dare, except that you don't have an alternative. You kind of just have to do the thing and jump through the hoops. Um, Or I guess not impress the woman um, of the hour. So I don't know. It was really interesting. So, um, Okay, so one of the, I would say one of the weirdest things that the guys had to do during this was the, like, the, um, what did they call it? Um, like when The they talking were, like, in the ear? Yeah, what did, what did they, did they call it whispering sweet no- nothings? I can't remember what they called it, but, like, that was, the, that was, like, the squickiest part for me. I was like, what is, these poor men, like. What is going on? Yeah, and, and yeah. they were like, well, at least she can't hear us. And we're like, of course she can hear you. Like, they're not going to go to all these, like, links to set this up and not have them listen in. Are you crazy? Um, And my favorite was Greg was not. Like, so, I know you haven't seen the the prior weeks, but, like, Greg Greg is kind of, like, one of the front runners. He, they seem to have, like, great chemistry, and she seemed super into him. And, you know, they just have this, like, whole thing going. And... So when he starts saying that, I'm like, I don't, I don't understand what's happening. What, like, why are you saying state names? And why is this supposed to be like a turn on? So and weird. he starts being like, Texas so big. And like, like what? 
I was like, what is happening? No, and then the women, after, it was so funny when the women, like, after he finished, yes. they were like, wow, he really thinks he nailed that. <laughs> he did. He looks so proud. And I'm like, why is he proud? I like that she was, what did she yell? I think she yelled, like, something about Florida. And he was like, no, no. <laughs> yeah. It was great. That part was great. Um, yeah, I, yeah, that was, that was very uncomfortable, very awkward. And like, I don't, I don't know. I just was, I, I was very curious what he thought he was accomplishing. It just seemed like, to me, it just seemed like he was like filling space almost. Like he was like, I'm just gonna, like, I know my state names. I'm just gonna start naming off states and like get through this piece. Like, I don't, it was yeah. weird. It was very strange. And then the, the British guy, um, he's not really was, British. That, oh, he was, who was <laughs> So this is very early in the nope. episode. I was still getting my bearings around, like, who is each of these, like, who are these people? I had my little, I remembered that ABC always has, like, a little guide on their website. So you yes. can, like, see. Mm -hmm. So I, like, had that open, and I'm, like, watching on had my iPad. Up. I'm looking at the guide on my, like, on my um, computer. And I'm like, oh, that's that guy. But I didn't, I don't remember who the guy was who was speaking in the British accent. So, so I'll clarify. So Andrew S. It was Andrew is S. Is the guy. Okay who occasionally will speak with a British accent, uh, but however, is not British. He plays football in Austria. Oh, and so like on the, fir on, the, on the first night oh. he came in and he spoke to her in a British accent as like a silly like thing. Oh, and so okay. he just, so I think he's just gonna periodically like pull it out um, yep. throughout the season, which I don't know, for some people I would find that annoying. I just really like Andrew S, so I'm like, you I know, you can keep he speaking can British. It, yeah. It's okay. I'm okay with it. I don't know why, but I am. But no, yeah, that's, that was, that's the story. That was a little confusing to me, because they called him Andrew S, and I was like, okay, the British guy is Andrew S, and then I we obviously met Andrew S a bunch of other times, and I was like, that looks like the guy from before, but this guy isn't <laughs> British. So maybe it was it was the other Andrew, which is why they have to have an Andrew S. I was like, it mm -hmm. feels sometimes like um, like you're in like a kindergarten class where there's like, you know, right? everyone has to have their last initial because everyone used the same baby name list. Um, but yeah, so that makes so much more sense. Uh, but yeah, I like him <laughs> overall. I think he's, I like Trey as well. I didn't really agree with you know, how he kind of went about things this episode, but overall I right. thought he, he seems like a sweet guy. He seems to have a connection with Katie. Um, but yeah, Andrew S. I really felt like to, to my mind was like kind of the winner of the episode because like he was the one who kind of went against what everyone else was, was thinking. And like, I thought his, I don't know. I thought his, his way of thinking about things was actually like put Katie's interests more, front and center than everyone else and not that I'm you know doubting their intentions but I think like yeah. they thought they were protecting her but really they were just kind of being a little bit patronizing and like not letting her kind of figure things out for herself yeah I think he has the right the right attitude coming in which is like you know I don't I don't know if he's someone who has watched the show and like he understands the dynamics better or if he's yeah. just more mature, I don't know. Either or, he's winning for me. Like he's like I don't yeah. know that he's winning the season, but he's like winning me over with his approach because right. he's just yeah. kind of like like if if anyone has watched the show, or if anyone is there for really the right reasons, I think they would be focused on trying to focus on building a relationship with her. And the guys right. historically that get too pulled into the drama, like they're not focusing on the relationship and spending the time that they have with her focused on their yeah. relationship enough and so it just doesn't further things so like, he gets right. that he's like I, you know like I'm not gonna yeah. that's not gonna be the focus of my time and and let's not forget he brought her Taco Bell Taco Bell this yes. episode they yep. sat down that they went to the bell yes I loved mm -hmm. it and I loved it they called it yeah. T-Bell people were like is this because of rights I don't know but they had the bell and they had the bell with a side of like Lunchables did you catch that? It was like no. the stacks of like the little like, yeah, it was, it was like, it was like layers of throwbacks. I mean, not, I guess Taco Bell's around, but like to me, I think of Taco Bell as like 90s, 2000s. It just feels like a, yeah. I don't know, maybe that's just yeah, because that's when I ate it more, but. I feel like I just like, yeah. I, went, I went to, spring, I went on spring break in Panama City, Florida with a bunch of my friends, like junior year of college maybe sophomore year junior year and just ate taco bell for like the entire week 
I don't recommend, but I mean, it's it's it periodically good. a true delight. Like we we have recently yeah. ordered it delivered to our house. I wasn't I wasn't awesome. sad. I wasn't sad. Yeah, I haven't had it in a long time, and I always loved it. So I don't think I had had it in like fifteen years or something like really like a long time. Yeah. Um, but it no, was very it's fun. Been a long time for me too. I, I was laughing that they were calling, he was like, you know, we have to, uh, us foodies. And I'm like, I don't know that I would label this as foodies, but, you know, a, a pr- appreciators of, of fun food. I don't know. But like foodie has a different connotation for me. It's not exactly a little, not so. I feel like he's reclaiming it, making it less, uh, you know, bringing it to the masses. Yeah. I'll buy it. I'll buy it. I really don't think she's going to pick him in the end, but yeah, I thought it was cute. I liked yeah, it. No, I thought he was really, he was in my, to my mind, he was the winner of tonight's episode, even though he, you know, I don't know if Katie feels that way. Yeah, I think, I think I agree as well. I totally agree. Um, she has like a conversation with Greg who is like joking about how he's only a little mad at her about having to eat what he had to eat because he had the, the plate of like Alfredo. Oh, yeah. Know, like, whatever. I'm like, that okay. sounds like and an he... exhausting type of person to date. Like, I like to go out to dinner and eat a lot of food. So, like, I wouldn't want to date a man who doesn't eat anything. I know. I, I've dated guys that were like too into like working out and like their appearances. Mm. Yeah. I mean, I, I work out a lot, but I also really like to eat. So, like, yeah, got to give and take. And I if you're know. not going to give and take with me, that like I just can't do that. So yeah. It's, yeah, I think it's a little bit of a stressful layer. And I know you didn't see the the very beginning of the the season, but so he got her first impression rose, Greg, and then he got mm-hmm. her first date, which is like, for, like first impression rose. Usually, like they kind of like push them to not take that person on a one-on-one date for a while because mm-hmm. they want to pace it out a little bit and they want to like create a little bit of intrigue and they want the friction of the guy being like but she really liked me and now I have to wait and then the guy gets like all up in yeah. shape so like the fact that she took him on the first date is weird um so like already they're kind of so I think like they're kind of progressing their relationship faster than a lot of the other mm-hmm. people in the house so I kind it kind of rubbed me the wrong way that he kind of had a little bit of intent like I think he was trying to be cute and funny about it but combined with his like rattling off all 50 states when he's supposed to be like talking sweet things into her ear earlier in the date and then he just see, he just had a little it came across to me as a little bit of an entitled air to the way he was just kind of like oh, yeah. you made me eat all that but I'll you know I'll forgive you I was just like mm. um I don't know. You you have not locked this up yet. Like, we have a long ways to go in this season. Like, and there are plenty of other guys who could just as, you could very easily, um, you know, in any episode, like, take over the lead or whatever that you have. Yeah. But I did not like, I'm trying to remember exactly how I phrased it, but, like, I tweeted during the episode. I did not tweet a ton because I was just kind of watching everything unfold. But I did tweet because it bothered me. Like, this point, this part of the episode really bothered me because, you know, she basically said that um, she basically told him at this point during the date that she is falling for him, which is really early in the season for her to say anything like that. But also crazy because like the lead doesn't give that degree of like i'll use one of the favorite bachelor terms doesn't usually give that degree of validation to another guy like a or mm-hmm. like one of the guys or one of the girls if it's the bachelor season they don't usually do that this yeah. early in the season so like it just felt like she was really trying too hard with him and that made me cranky because i just felt like you know it's early it's her season like she shouldn't be having to like fight try to fight for these guys it's it's her show like that's not the way this is supposed right, to feel exactly. and so i just wanted her no, to be able to like there to... yeah so i don't know that to me that was like a ding against greg like i was just like this this whole thing is making yeah. me not well, like greg as much I, there's there's something about him that i find a little off-putting and maybe that's unfair and i don't you know this is my only exposure to him I think part of it was like his hair just reminds me of the mid '90s, and I don't like it. <laughs> um, but <laughs> fair. Like, uh, so there's that, and I don't know. I just yeah, maybe he just has like a mid mid '90s vibe I don't like. I don't know. Mm-hmm. 
something about him that I was like, he seems nice, but I don't, I don't know. I just like, wasn't really feeling him as much as some of the other men in the house. No, no, I wasn't either. So I don't know. And then, and then the guys go back and forth. There's more drama around them, you know, about talking about Thomas and the whole thing about, you know, whether they should say something to her or not. Um, you know, it just, I don't know. I don't think there's anything else really that we need to say about that. I did love that Andrew S. called him Buzz Killerton. I loved, he had like, <laughs> he has like some little zingers throughout the episode that made me like him even more. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, I loved it. Um, so, you know, she's just kind of like frustrated from all of this. Um, and, you know, Katie is just like bummed out about it. And she's talking with Tasha. And that's when Tasha's like, well, there's like this man from my past. He's like an ex of mine. He reached out, you know, and, and you know, she thinks he's a good match for Katie. And he's like interested. You know, she's looking for someone genuine that he could be it. And so then in comes Blake Moynes. I do not like him. I do not like him. I don't know if you remember him at all from last season. He was on last season for, I don't know if it was for the whole season, but he was there at least for both of the halves. So he was there with Claire. Mm -hmm. He was there with Tasha. He falls in love with everybody. Like he, you know, he, um, that's, yeah. It was just, you know, Claire was on and he was like so gung ho for her. And then all of a sudden Claire like leaves with Dale and Tasha comes in and he's like, you know, I don't know if I can switch over. Okay. And so like, he just like, it's just too fast for him. Like for me with him, like he's just, yeah, I don't feel like he's like talking about genuine. I feel like he's not genuine for a very different reason. I think he's just like, I don't know if he just falls for everything or if he's just very, yeah, like yeah. if he just goes all in to like be convincing toward something, but whatever it is, I I just I I he just really creeps me out. I yeah, know. I kind of felt I don't know. So Katie called him out for it. She was like, yeah. "Uh, you've you know you this isn't like I'm now like what the third bachelorette or whatever that he's been you know trying to um trying to get with and um I don't uh, my my sense of him was like maybe he's just one of those people who really wants to be in love and just like Mm -hmm. tries to force it yeah like over and over again yeah and doesn't really pay attention to like the specifics of like who is this woman is this someone i'm compatible with long term like instead he just kind of convinces himself that like the person in front of him oh well that didn't work out therefore it must be because this person's the one and if this didn't work out then it must be because like oh this other person and then I was wondering, I don't know how much you know about this, but like, did that really happen the way that Tasha described it? Like, did she get like a random email from this dude and she's like, oh yeah, okay, now that I'm a host of The ba- no. the Bachelorette, no. like an, an old guy is gonna like reach out. That's not how that works. It's like the producers were like, oh, here's a, here's a thing that we can use and manipulate. Yes. So yes. let's have Tasha tell the story this way. It's just very, it was just, funny the way that they had her tell that story it was like someone from my past reached out to me and we're like you're the host of the show like probably the producers you know pulled you into a room and yeah told you. i think that they thought it would be weird like him having the connection with Tasha if they didn't just like confront it like head on and make that just part of the storyline but i mean it comes yeah. out that he and and i don't know if it came out as much I'm trying to remember if it came out as much in the actual episode. No, it does. That, um, you know, he was DMing with her and, you know, having these conversations. So, I mean, what happened is this has happened on prior seasons. He totally reached out to producers and was like, I would like to come. Um, They probably were like, they probably thought it would be a fun like storyline so they like purposely didn't let him be there for night one because otherwise they would have just brought him so like he he is coming late for a reason he's not coming late because he didn't know what time the you know the the season was started taping he was he's not late because they couldn't figure out a way to get him (laughs) like it's all a plan um you know i is it is it coincidence that he comes the the night that she ultimately like we'll just just throw this in here even though we haven't talked about it yet that that she sends thomas home no like this is this is all planned out like they were like all right 
She's letting yeah. go of someone that she thought she was going to keep this week. Perfect time to let her fill it in with someone else, like this spot in the house. Yeah. Um, so it's totally planned out. And I think they just like that it, I, that it gives an opportunity for one of the two, I guess, I don't know if they're technically calling them hosts this season, whatever, like one of the people that are kind of hosting the show to give them like yeah. a connection into the storyline. And so I think they just thought it was great way to tie it all together. So, yeah. So the but the other thing about that is like, is Blake's behavior really any less manipulative than Thomas's? Like, yeah. So we're sending Thomas home because because his behavior is manipulative and a little bit scheming, maybe. But like, I don't see how Blake's is any different. Like, you're once again showing up. You have a pattern now of trying to get with the Bachelorette. To the point that, like, Katie even notices it, but it's, I don't know, there's, like, sort of a disconnect there where, like, she, the minute she, like, sees what's going on with Thomas, she's like, all right, we're done, you know, I thought I knew you, now I realize you're, you know, dishonest, blah, 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 and that was a scathing goodbye talk that she gave him. Mm -hmm. Um, But then Blake kind of shows up and, like, I don't know, like, pulls some, a different flavor of manipulation and, and, like... You know, she waits till the end of the episode to tell him because otherwise it's not that dramatic or or interesting. But then, like, I don't know. He gets he's kind of like, it's like, oh yeah, I thought about all of these red flags, but I'm gonna mm-hmm. let you stay anyway. Versus with Thomas, it's like I heard about all these red flags and you're gone. Well, I loved. So she tweeted out earlier in the evening, was like, see you tonight, and she posted this very old throwback picture of her, and it's like her wrapped in a snake, and it says me. And then at the bottom, it says, men with red flags. So it's just like she's saying she's surrounding herself with men with red flags. And I thought that that was oh the God. best thing I had seen. So I was funny. like, you know, because it's, it's so true because it's yeah. like, you know, she, you can tell she's really interested in Blake. And that, you know, she was really conflicted, yep. which I appreciate because, like, I really appreciate that, you know, she was trying to do what she thought was the right thing, which was like, you know, these guys are so frustrated. They've been frustrated, you know, with all this stuff going on with Thomas. Like the last thing they're going to want is for me to bring in someone new because they're going to hate it. But, you know, I think she was like, but she'd been talking with him and I think she had a look on her face kind of like, well, you know, which is which is also like, you know, this has happened before with other other contestants and leads. It's like, well, you had a opportunity you could have asked them out but you know you waited and then now they're the lead on the show so it's like you could have saved you know if, if they're going to ultimately end up together did they have to do this through the show no but you know I think she's just kind of like now she's got it in her mind that she's like well what if what if, like what would it be like with him so I mean I think you know I wasn't surprised that she ultimately decided to keep him around but you know the guys are going to flip out yeah and I just and Blake, it's like, ugh. No, I was just going to say, like, I did see how they could have Yeah, chemistry. they definitely have that chemistry, which is interesting because what I do love about her is that she has that kind of chemistry with a bunch of different guys on the show. And it's like, mm-hmm. there's, like, chemistry, but it's, like, yeah. very different types of chemistry, and it's not all the same guy. So I like that because I feel like there's definitely seasons where the lead has yeah, chemistry, and you're just like, but it's, like, the same boring guy. So I like that it's a little bit... A little bit varied. There's some guys that are kind of like the, the typical guys, but we... yeah. But yeah, it's pretty clear. Um, it seems pretty obvious. Like they are not just from even the preview of next episode that the guys are not happy to see Blake in the house. I don't blame them. Like they did not. I don't know. So I feel like he's he's like the ne- no. I don't either. And I feel like he's, like, the next obvious target mm-hmm. now that um, Thomas is out of the picture. Now they've got, like, a new person that they can all sort of, like, you know, uh, bond, kind of bond together, like, in support of, like, collectively ostracizing Blake. Um, but then what, you know, if they manage to scare him off, then who right, do they do that right. to next, well, you know? And I, I feel like they're not going to do this on the show. But what I want to acknowledge, and I don't think I'd really thought about it till right now, but like on Caitlyn's season, Nick Vial showed up for the same reason. Like he and Caitlyn were DMing before the show and he just crashed her season mm. and he ended up being in her final two. And, you know, it's, it's hard 
Like, and they didn't That's really crazy. have a super, what's the word? Like, they didn't really, they hadn't met up in person. I think they had talked on the phone maybe once, but they, it's not like they, you know, there were seasons where, um, you know, on Bachelor in Paradise where some of the contestants had, like, flown to meet up with each other before the season, and that was, like, a scandal. Um, so it's not like they met up in person, uh-huh. but, it, but like, Caitlin and Nick had enough of an exchange back and forth that they kind of had this pre-existing relationship, and it became a huge fact. Like, it was, like, they almost, like, got started at a different level because of they have that, like, pre-existing relationship. And I feel like, you know, with yeah, her bringing okay. him in, I think he's going to make it towards the end. I'm not excited about it, but I'm pretty sure that he is because, yep. you know. Yeah, no, I think I think so too. But I also think part of it may be like once you make the decision to allow him to come onto the show at this late stage, I don't know. It almost like it's a situation where like I could imagine not wanting to to be wrong about that decision. Yeah to a degree where like you're more inclined to keep him versus like it's not like you're gonna like that she's gonna you know next week be like oh that was a mistake done with that you know i think she's if anything more more incentivized to keep him around regardless of any future red flags that she might see because i mean the the reality is about the show is she has i forget how many it was night one i think it was like 30 28 something like that you have that many guys right so like Think about, like, Kat, if you had 28 guys at your disposal, like, you might be able to, like, you might be like, all right, these five would do, right? So, like, she's keeping around way more guys throughout this whole season than she really is interested in just because of the show dynamic. So that's why for so many weeks, it's Mm -hmm. like you have these guys that she kind of will interact with, but, like, they don't really connect with. It's like, because if you had a room full of all those guys, you wouldn't connect with all of them either. So, you know, it's, it's pretty it's pretty easy right. if he's someone that she has any connection with at all for him to be in the top six, the top five, whatever, because like she's already said she thinks he's attractive right. and she spent her free time interacting with him when yep. she wasn't the lead. So that's pretty telling. So yeah. And I mean, had, obviously he could shoot have like palpable chemistry, point, like, you know, whatever. But I, I do think it'll be interesting to see. I do think it's pretty indicative that she does seem to have such an interest in him. I don't know that I think he's handsome. Um, yeah, I was going to say, um, so, and I think part of this may have been just because like we had this, well, there were two things that happened that just took up a lot of airtime on this episode. So one, there was obviously all of the drama around Thomas and like the, a lot of the guy, like a lot of the time was just Mm -hmm. spent with the guys talking about Thomas. And then the other piece was with Blake, like kind of came out of nowhere and took up a chunk of airtime as well. And so... We got to the end of the episode and I'm like seeing men where I'm like, I don't think I saw this guy right. on screen at all until this second. Like there was a guy, James, who came in at the end and I was like, James I don't know who that was is. James the box. Never he showed up night one in a box. Anyway, okay. that's James. I don't really know much more about James, but James is the box guy. Yeah. So I feel like they're, yeah, it's, it's weird because I'm, I'm like, I feel like there's like a core group of guys where you're like, all right, I kind of am getting a sense of who all these people are. So it's, you know, mm-hmm. Andrew S., it's Trey, it's Greg, um, and I guess now Blake because he got a bunch of time in. But I'm looking, even just like glancing at my notes and like Thomas, obviously, and I don't think I can name another guy even after looking through. Yeah. Oh, no, wait. I know there's one more that I wrote about, which was Josh. Um, at least I think it was Josh based on matching faces from the internet up with the person on screen. Um, and I felt like he, like he he was sort of, he got some one-on-one time with her. And I felt like he was, I don't know, I didn't really, I think like he seems like he's trying to force a connection mm-hmm. that's not there. But other than that, like, one random person, I just felt like I'm seeing the same guys over and over again. These are the ones that I'm starting to, like, get a sense of their personalities and who they are and what their relationship is with Katie. But then, like, at the end of the episode, I was like, oh, and here's a surprise person that I didn't really notice at any prior point. But there clearly are, like, all these other men in the mix still. Yeah. I think... It's, it's hard because there's so many guys still there. Like, they really still have so many of the guys there. And this week, mm-hmm. there was the group date. And then, otherwise, there wasn't a 
like a real reason to see the other guys in the house. So like it, that, that kind of limited the number of guys who came across the yeah. screen. So like last week, um, we had a one-on-one date with Michael A, who uh, we learn um, he has a, I believe it's a son, um, and his wife passed away from breast cancer. And so like we learned about yeah. his story. Yeah, and oh, no. I really liked him a lot, but like we didn't see him at all, you know, this half of the episode. But like we saw that in the first part of like last week's. Um, and I'm blanking on what the other date was last week. But so yeah. there was there was a chunk of the guys that we just didn't see because it was kind of like the second half of the episode, essentially. Yeah, it was it was a really weird episode just between yeah. like all the drama and then the Blake surprise. Um, yeah, I don't know. And I mean, the one the one like the I feel like the date with um Andrew S. Was yeah, it was really like, it was one of those, like, little they forced a date, like, in the middle of the group date, essentially, which was nice, because, you know, they yeah. do that sometimes when they had, you know, didn't have a lot of chance to really have the one-on-one one -on -one time with the lead, but they'll, like, coordinate with production to make that happen, so that was a nice little moment to have for that, because there wasn't much more of that this week. Mm -hmm. I did enjoy... Well, I didn't enjoy it. I didn't enjoy that Thomas, like, pulls her aside before the rose ceremony um, to, like, talk to her, to, like, say his, you know, his side and whatever. So that was, like, a whole thing. Um, yeah. Which, honestly, when I thought she was going to keep him because he talked and she, like, I can tell that deep down she really likes him. Mm. So I was surprised that she finally, like, cut the cord. Yeah. Um, but so apparently that conversation was very yeah. long like I know we saw we saw like a decent chunk but like it was apparently much longer because we got a rare comment like usually there's like not mention of time there's always the jokes that on night one like they see the sunrise essentially because like they're up all night to tape all of this footage it goes like until like five six or whatever in the morning it's like an all-night thing it just takes so long and oh they never talk about it but, like, they're just doing the exit interviews with the guys who are sent home, and it's like the sun is up, you know, so you know. Like, they're not saying it, but, you know. Um, so that's why I thought it was interesting that they didn't cut out the clip where, you know, Thomas walks in after talking to her, you know, at, at the cocktail party. And, you know, um, Aaron says to him, you know, late to the party, eh? Uh, and then someone, you know, comments back to him that it's midnight. So these guys have been sitting in a room. While Thomas is over talking to her, and it's it's midnight when they're starting this. Like, can you imagine? I, oh, my God. You, like, it's no wonder that yeah. they don't always um, seem super articulate or that they kind of will get punchy about certain things. I mean, it's midnight. I would be cranky, too, and you've got, like, a camera crew and lights on you. No, thank you. I, no, yep. thank you. Past my bedtime, I for sure. I can't do that these days. No, thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and especially like they were already they were already cranky with the fact that she was talking to him at all. So it's like you're cranky about that, and then you layer on the exhaustion, the stress of like having camera crews around, and then they're all sort of I think feeding off each other's negative energy around Thomas as well. Because it's like, you know, if you're if you're just the only one mad about something, you can kind of just like compartmentalize, think about it later, whatever. There's nothing I can do about this. When you're, st you know, sitting in a room with a bunch of other guys who all feel the same way about like the situation as you do, it just yeah. kind of snowballs. Yeah. So I feel like by the time he walked in the door, they were like, yeah, it's not definitely become it. like this bonding thing among the house to like not like him, which, which will be interesting to see. Yeah. Yeah. So what are they gonna do? I guess yeah, gonna do I think so. Blake. You know they. Yeah, I, they're definitely, yeah, going to gang up on him there. Um, but, you know, he makes a comment, like, saying that, you know, he didn't want to take away from the night, like, his the situation with her to take away from the night, so he pulled her aside before. But it's, like, kind of ruined the night again because a lot of the guys basically have said that they didn't really have any chance to talk to her yep. this week, and now she's, like, again, like, compressing, like, the time that they could be talking with her this evening. And so then basically she uses the time with the guys to kind of, like, a lot of them are kind of talking about, you know, kind of like telling, kind of like trying to reaffirm 
things with her so that she feels confident in them and their relationship. And it just, this one's like such a theme for this whole season because this has been, this whole conversation with Thomas keeps coming up and it would be nice. I I, I hope with him gone that that can, you know, stop to be such a focus because like, I just, I, I like to see when they have these conversations with the lead, I like to see more about them as people. Right. And I think we're getting to see way too much of a focus on this and I what I did love is and I hope she continues to do this Katie in her Instagram stories shared some pictures from like moments with the guys and and things that weren't shared on the show uh which is fun I mean it's like and like it's and it's like little thing it's so minor but it was just fun like she has a picture of her with Hunter and she's like you know feeding Hunter cake as we celebrated his sobriety joined him in being sober that night with sparkling cider like that's like, like, is that, Oh, yeah, I mean, it's so, so simple, nice. but I don't think I can recall of any other lead that shared anything like that. And it's, it's like yeah. super simple to the point, but it like, like, yeah. it makes me see another layer to Hunter that we're not seeing on the show because they're just not showing much of anything about a lot of these guys. Um, we right. learned that speaking of James, uh, night one in a box, James, um, apparently he was born in London. He was born in London. <laughs> Is that earth-shattering fact? No, but it's interesting oh. because, like, we were just talking about Andrew West speaking with his British accent, right? So yeah. we have James. Yeah. So he could right? be doing the British accent. So I don't know. I don't know. I, I like that she was sharing those those little tidbits. I think that's super yeah. fun. I hope she continues to do that. But. Yeah, I mean, it seems, honestly, at this point, it seems really necessary for an episode, especially for an episode like this week's where... You really didn't get it. I mean, I didn't feel like I got that great a sense of who most of these right. guys were. I mean, I think I got a sense of um, Andrew S. probably the most, and a little bit of Trey and a little bit of Greg. But beyond that, not and and then like you know who everyone was telling us Thomas mm-hmm. is. Um, but I mean, it just kind of felt like I think one of my notes was something like, "Do these guys have?" any personalities outside of being in love with Katie. Like, it just seems like that's all their, like all the conversation is fixated on either Katie or Mm -hmm. Thomas. And like, it doesn't, there wasn't enough other than the date with Andrew S. There really just, you couldn't get a sense of like, what is her relation? What relationships is she forming with these men? You know, what, what are they bringing to the table? Like, what is something that she would potentially love about them and vice versa? And even um, toward the end, I forget, I don't even remember who it was that she sat down with one-on-one um, toward the end of the night after, I guess, the drama with Thomas had dissipated, after she'd kind of apologized for being late. Whoever that guy was, was like, you know, he was like telling her what he he likes about her, and he was saying, you know, you're really sweet. And I was like, I hate when men say that, because it's like, it's not a defining mm-hmm. characteristic. Like... And he did then say, like, he, he he turned it around in my mind because he said, you're really sweet, but you also don't take shit from anyone. And I was like, all right. So he does kind of get who she is. And, like, he does, he's not just, like, you know, naming off some right. rote characteristics. But at the same time, like, I didn't even feel like I necessarily got that much of a chance to, and, and I guess everyone who's been watching all along has, a you know, already knows Katie or knew her from, uh, you know, the previous season. and And I really didn't. But, like, yeah, I just feel like I would like to get more of a sense of, like, who she is and who these men are and, like, how they potentially could could relate to each other. And I feel like we didn't – we just didn't get yeah. too much of that tonight. Yeah, or, I, I think that week. all of the drama kind of took away a little bit of that because we've had – you know, for most of the weeks we've gotten to see a lot more of her and, like, who she is as a person because, I mean, a, lar- a large part of why she ended up with the lead role for this season – is because she's, you know, she's very, like, confident in who she is, and, you know, she's very, like, sex positive. She's the one who showed up at, on night mm-hmm. one with her vibrator. <laughs> like, she, um, and, and it's, it's like, you know, <laughs> I was saying earlier this season, like, she's, like, an outlier because typically people who come in with, like, like, super gimmicky entrances don't, you know, last very long in the franchise. But, um, you know, and, yeah. you know, last you know, we, we, we did learn on, it's come up before, I guess it was in the first and, and, and second episode, they talked about how her, you know, her father passed away. She did grow up extremely poor. She talked about like, you know, 
getting free school lunches and like all this stuff when she was younger. So, I mean, she's definitely had some struggles and she shared last week and she mentioned that, you know, on her social channels that she only told her, you know, her mom and I guess some of her other family members a couple of weeks before the episode aired, like she shared that she was, you know, involved with like a, a man, like, 10 years ago who basically didn't respect her wishes and so she like revealed that to the guys in one of the dates so she's like this week wasn't like a week where we got a lot from her but I think in general this season like we've seen a lot of different sides of her which I do like um and I think this I I hate that this week was so petty because last week like we got a lot of like really serious conversations like the the one with um Michael A., who she talks to a little bit towards the end of this episode. I can't remember if he was the one who called her cute. But um, <laughs> but he um, he's the one who lost his wife to, to breast cancer. And, like, they had this date last week that was really, like, Aww. like he was explaining it to the guys. And then he was, like, talking to her about it and the way he talked about it. Um, Theodora was on the, the podcast last week. And she was saying she didn't think he was necessarily ready mm-hmm. to move on. And I was like, I don't know. I think maybe I'm just like wanting him to be ready because I like the two of them together. But he very beautifully was saying yeah. like, that, you know, he, you know, had this amazing love, you know, with his wife and that he has been really excited to, you know, for the day when he's able to find someone he can, he can share that same experience with. And like, I don't know. I, I don't know. I just really liked that. So, like, to go from that to this yeah. week where it's just, like, well, like bickering, it was, was, was a little bit of a, a hard, a hard yeah, shift. Yeah, nothing and no, no <laughs> Yeah, it was a hard it. shift. Yeah, it's disappointing. I mean, it's kind of disappointing. But, yeah, also, I think, I don't know, it's really, I think that, I think, like, readiness to move on can look very different from one person to the next. Like, I had, I have a, a friend who was widowed um, very shortly after her, uh, her wedding, oh, like a wow. month after her her um, husband was killed in combat, and she started dating her second husband. I don't know a few a few months later, and it, to be fair, like it was someone that she she had dated earlier in life, and they reconnected, so they had that history. It wasn't like here's a fresh person that is just you know only knows me right. through this trauma, etc. Um, and you know, and they like, and they you know they're they they got serious pretty quickly after they started seeing each other again. And, and, you know, they're years later, they're married and they just had their second kid. And, and, you know, and, and I think to, you know, someone might think like, Oh, that's too fast. Or like Patton Oswalt, I think is the example that a lot of people are familiar with where, you know, his wife died very suddenly. And then a a year later he was married to, um, you know, his now wife. And, and I've, I've heard a lot of people talk about that as well um, and say kind of like, oh, it's too fast, it's too fast. It's like, well, but maybe yeah. it wasn't for him. Like maybe, you know, some people, for some people, it, it they are ready. And, and I don't know, if you're like used to being in that kind of relationship, I think it would it could also be pretty difficult to just, you know, find yourself yeah. without it. So I don't know, that's interesting. Um, I would like to learn more about him, but like you say, like that's that is kind of yeah. jarring to go from like that kind of meaningful connection between people to like, oh, let's just like be dramatic about Thomas for the entire episode and then let's throw this guy Blake who's like a serial bachelorette dater in, in yeah, the Yeah, It's too. one of those things that if all of those things had happened in one week, that would feel like a bachelor or bachelorette episode because they do kind of like go all over. But I think by virtue of them wanting to share more on each of these things and breaking it into two episodes I think that was the problem because you got like a really like meaty episode that was heavy but like really like powerful last week and then this Mm -hmm. one it was just like I mean it was it was entertaining at moments but also it just was such a stark contrast that I'm just kind of like okay like like, let's just get back on track of, yeah. like, a normal episode with, like, I, I like my, you know, Bachelor formula. I like to start off, I like to have the two group dates, I like to have the one, you know, the one one-on-one date, and then you have the rose ceremony. That's, like, a beautiful, like, episode arc. I like it when it does that. Because then you get a little bit of those, like, peaks yeah. and valleys, because those, you know, the one-on-one dates, if there are two in a given week, or even just the one, like, tend to be a little bit heavier, more serious, and then you have the group dates that kind of balance that out a little bit. So... But we'll see, I guess, what happens next week. But, um, but yeah, this week she ends yeah. basically with the last rose, and then she pulls Thomas aside. And I did really enjoy her comments to him. They were 
clearly planned out, but they were beautiful. Yep. I oh loved it. Loved it. You're yep. selfish, unkind. Yeah. Your bachelor audition ends tonight. Get out. Loved it. Um, just true. Yeah, that was the that that bachelor audition yes. line was killer. <laughs> um, you know, and you know, basically, that is kind of it. So the guys and they they did the usual thing that they like to do and not really show the guys that go home. We we Christian goes home, Connor C goes home, David Scott. I do not remember David at all. Goes home. And then Thomas goes home. Yeah. I don't know who that um, is. Yeah. And so Never then, heard of him. then it cuts over to the whole conversation with Blake, where she's just like, I have to follow my gut. They showed up at the door. He goes to put in a breath mint. But there's like this whole conversation about getting a robe. I Yeah. I don't know. How did he get dressed so fast? He was like, he was like put on a robe and he came back in like sweatpants and or sweatshirt and maybe I got it wrong, but I think she thought he was trying to put on some clothes and I think he was scrambling to get a breath mint because his breath was bad, is what I think happened. That would make more sense because otherwise I was like, there's no way he got dressed like that immediately. So I'm going with that, but like. You know, basically, she invites him to join the house. That's kind of it. He locks himself out, makes a big fuss over it, and I'm like, there's a whole production crew standing there who can call downstairs and get you in immediately. Calm it down. Yep. Calm it down. Get you another key. It'll be fine. Um, yep. So it's kind of the episode. I think we're right. I think the guys are going to hate Blake being there, and he's going to be the new Thomas. So here's hoping that they decide to focus on their own relationships and stop whining about the guy in the house they don't like no completely like i don't how are you supposed to connect with katie if all you're doing is focusing on some like other man and his drama and i don't know like i i wonder if it's is you know and and i'm sure some degree this is it like the that they're just editing some of these guys to be super focused on that and that's not necessarily all that is happening with them because I, I would hope that some of these guys would also be having more serious conversations with her but they're definitely being edited to be super focused on this and it's just mm-hmm. it's, it's not a good look so no it's not interesting it's like not you know they just kind of say the same things over and over again it doesn't make yeah. for interesting programming no it even. doesn't it does not and Usually we talk a little bit about Bachelor news. The only thing that I have that's come up this week is that several um, people from the Bachelor universe applied for the uh, PPP loans that were being given out um, during the pandemic for, you know, for businesses that were struggling. And including, I don't know if you've seen anything pop up in the news about this, including Ari, who is a former, former Bachelor lead, He and his wife just had twins. They already have um, another child, but they just had twins. But they also bought a second home in Hawaii. So they've applied for this loan. They got like $20,000 for this. There's like rumblings. They were were trying to figure out if his wife, she also like started this like clothing company. And there's a name for, there's a name for another Uh. business that got the loan that has a similar name. It might be her, not sure. but so, like, to be taking all of this money at a time, like, when other businesses were trying to get that money, and, like, clearly, clearly they have money, and, uh, you know, a lot of them, you know, I, I think there were, like, allegations, like, oh, like, you know, yep. it's, it was harder to come by, you know, sponsorship opportunities and limited opportunities to do events and different things, whatever, but they were, they were hawking stuff on Instagram the entire pandemic. I know because I did enter... I got to admit, I entered a couple of times. They were giving away free iPhones, and I was like, I will follow all of the Lion Dyke. I don't know if I'm saying it right. Ari Lion Dyke. I think that's how you say it. Um, I will follow the whole family and all of your, like, children's Instagram accounts mm-hmm. and whatever to enter for an iPhone because I'll do that. Um, but, you know, so they were they were doing all of these, like, <laughs> things, clearly not hurting. Um so a lot of a lot of talk about that and like yeah, you know yeah. that it was a little bit in poor taste especially like knowing that the opportunities have not dried up yet for for them but what what i love the most though because like all of that is mm, i'm not a big fan of um and nick vial actually came out and yeah. i liked his his statement says like what's legal isn't always right 
what's illegal isn't always wrong. Don't know everyone's situation, but my gut tells me any alum applying for a PPP is both savvy and shitty. <laughs> Interesting debate. Um, <laughs> we, I kind of love him. Everything you've told me about him tonight, I'm like, yeah, I'm he's on board funny. With I, I, you know, and like in the comments, like he's just kind of like, oh, you don't like. He, he, he makes a few comments where he's like, oh, we don't know people's situation. I'm like, well, if you just bought like a, if you just bought a second home in Hawaii, I don't think you needed the loan. I don't, I don't yeah. buy it. Um, but what I love it. that I haven't mentioned yet is that yeah. the LLC that, um, that Ari has that, you know, was applying for this PPP loan is called Instagram Husband LLC. Instagram husband is the name of his business. Oh my gosh. That's, that's <laughs> hilarious. So wait, is he trying to trademark that? Because I feel like that has been used by so many people at this point that I'm not really Apparently sure Apparently he work. owns the LLC. I don't, I, I thought it was hilarious because like, so wow. I, I don't know how much you know about Ari. You may not know much about Ari, but he is a former, I guess former, I don't know, pro race car driver pro with a lowercase p like he he did pro racing but he's not like he's not like hmm. top pro he's like lowercase p um and he's not like an Earnhardt no, no, type but of like season. i think if i remember correctly i think his dad was also a race car driver but so he did some racing anyway and he was on hmm. he was on the bachelor be bachelorette before um and he was known for being the wall kisser so he always like emily maynard was the lead and he would always slam her up against the wall and like very seductively kiss her it was like he that was like his thing and they called him he was called like the kissing bandit or something and so then on his season like everybody was like oh the kissing bandit has his own season and then it was just kind of like he was he's not my favorite lead um but so he he did that like that was his thing was the yeah. race car driving but then he decided he was going to be a realtor and so now he's been a realtor so like I, I i just i'm not convinced that he needed money before he went on the show all these opportunities like i don't know so when this popped up in the news i was just like are you kidding and then to add a layer to that like there was also so colton underwood um was a former bachelor and you know there like he was on the list of, of others right. that received a loan and Tasha. Tasha is a co-host. Tasha received a loan. Oh, yes. interesting. So huh. I don't know. The, the article is very interesting to me. I'm sure it'll come up more. It was it was a big um, a big topic of discussion on Reddit. Reddit is I love Reddit because like they'll post about something yeah. and then you're kind of like, huh, well, like this isn't a full fledged like story or an idea. But when, like, if they push it out long enough, then like they all start like digging and they just start posting things. And so I just I, I love watching it because sometimes they post random things that don't go anywhere. But otherwise, they'll post things that kind of start to build into a thing. And this was one of those things. Um, but yeah, like Tasha says, collected twenty thousand eight thirty three dollars. Um, and apparently she said it like enabled her to hire an employee to help to support her and that she's like continuing to provide a job for that employee but I don't know I just I, I just it's hard for me to hear that and 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 not be rubbed the wrong way well yeah I mean I because I think you know if you've talked to small business owners during the pandemic like many of them had such a hard time securing yeah. those loans getting them paid yeah. out in a reasonable amount of time um, and I do think to Tasha's point, like, I believe there was a requirement and I don't know if this is a state by state thing or if it's federal or what, I do believe there's a requirement around, or at least for some of them around, um, continuing to pay employees and the same number right. of employees, et cetera. But I suspect there are loopholes that, you know, any relatively savvy person can kind of, you know, use to get around yeah some of those stipulations and yeah it just doesn't really seem like i don't know if you're not if you're not a business owner in like a real sense of that word why why are you applying for these things that have been you know notably very difficult for particularly small business owners um to secure because i i'm just like talking to you know, restaurant owners, bar owners in my neighborhood mm -hmm. during the pandemic, I know that they've struggled so much just to get any funding and funding that they were, you know, that were, they were 
do and that they qualified for. So, yeah, that doesn't really no. rub me the right way either. So that was this week's random I don't like thing it. that came out. And it was like, so, yeah, that's kind of it. And there's also rumblings that after being ousted from the show that Chris Harrison is supposedly in talks to host some sort of competitor dating show, which is weird. Oh, interesting. I'm curious. Like, I, the article posted that and then like, it may, it may end to be like nothing. There may not be any truth in it, but it didn't really explain much more than saying that. So we'll see. I do love that supposedly like he pushed for the massive payout because he had all of the like, the franchise's secrets, and I'm like, I want to know the secrets. I want to know where the bodies are. Like, you know, I, oh, like, because yeah, he's been yeah. around for so long, and he's been so close to all of the, you know, the senior people right. who have come and gone, and some of them who have probably gone for reasons, you know, so mm-hmm. I would love to know, and it's like, it's like, now yeah. that he's got this payout, will we never know? Probably. I don't Maybe he'll write a memoir, like, long after whatever deal Passover. is. Maybe there's a, maybe there's a, um, I don't know. Yeah. I would love to know. I would love to know. But anyhow, that's kind of the week, and that's all the scoop I had. So I really appreciate you watching this yeah. very unorthodox of a week. Um, but, you know, I think it's going to be a good season. I think, for better or worse, I think hopefully this addition of Blake and, and the exit of Thomas maybe will get a little bit of a fresh start. I don't know. Probably not. But here's hoping. I have to say that even without really feeling like I got that great of a sense of Katie tonight, I do really like her. She seems really like charming and relatable and she has a good head on her shoulder. She seems to be pretty yeah. people smart. So she's like an enjoyable person to watch go through this process. And I hope that she Me finds too. what she's looking I for. I hope so too. And I hope we get to like spend more time seeing the the true side, like the, the, the rest of these guys, like more about them because... I do think, like, she posts a lot about how, like, do I just have an abnormally good group of guys? And I do think it's a really great season of guys because typically on The Bachelorette, like, I like a handful of the guys and then most of the other guys I could just totally, like, leave it. And so I do think there are more guys this season that I'm like, I'm in, like, this is interesting. So that's why, you know, when some of them, like, Trey start getting into the drama, I'm like, I really like you. I just want, I want you to be you. I don't want you to be the guy who's, like, trying to, like, protect her. We don't need that. Like, just just be you so I'm, I'm hoping that we get back to some of that next yep. week but i guess we'll see we will see well thanks so yeah. much for coming on we'll have to do this again in the future thank you for having me this was a blast super fun all right and we will see the rest of you next week when we find out what's going to happen but until then talk to you soon bye Connect with us on Twitter at AcceptThisPod, where we live tweet episodes and share updates on Bachelor news. Also, subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and on Google Play. If you love us, take a minute and leave us a lovely five-star review. Nothing makes our day more. We'll talk to you soon.